Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. to an FML FPL fireside chat. We are finally at the last international break of 2018 until, I guess, March or some shit. Um, we have a really special guest, uh, George Singer from the Fulhamish podcast. Uh, you know, me and Alon kind of thought Fulham front and center this international break. So we got Paul Georgie boy on over here. How you doing, George? You're all right, mate. How are things? Good, good, good. So again, you know, first managerial sacking. Before we get on to the Tinker Man, the pizza merchant himself, Ranieri, kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on you know what's gone wrong so far under Jokanovic. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it feels it feels like a sad one to be honest. I think all the um, all the all the Fulham fans are, are really you know there's definite tinge of sadness to this one. He um, he took us over in the championship when we were. We were on the brink of getting relegated to League One. I think uh, a couple of a couple of seasons ago, we literally finished two places above the relegation spots, and then within two years, he took us to the playoffs. And then uh, obviously that that amazing day at Wembley last year to bring us up, and he brought us so many good memories from uh, what was a, a really tough time in the Premier League previously and the Championship before he joined. So. Definitely a, a really sad one, and I think all the Fulham fans are, you know, really quite sad that it, it didn't work out for him in the Premier League. However, a bit of experience in the helm, obviously Ranieri's done it all before, so hopefully he's the right man to try and uh, turn things around a bit and um, help us uh, move up the table a bit. Yeah, I mean, definitely got you flying last season. I, were you kind of nervous going into the season, knowing your kind of just kind of like all out attack style and thinking he'd be able to? you know, put four past the mid table or whomever, or, or were you kind of just hopeful and happy to be back? Yeah. Well, we were, we were all really interested to see how it was going to play out. Cause, um, I think a, a few people dubbed us as the, uh, the Barcelona of the championship last year. And, <laughs> and some of our, uh, which, which we loved, I'm not sure all fans agree, but, uh, we love that. Uh, we love that title. Um, you know, we, we had amazing pass stats, like 60% possession pretty continuously. Um, and, and all the chat was around whether we'd be able to do that again in the premier league. Um, our defence was never that strong in the championship, so we knew it would be tough to uh, uh, tough to try and keep uh, keep clean sheets in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed that uh, you know really struggling from day one in the Premier League to keep goals out. We're on. I, I imagine it will slow down a bit, but we're on track to uh, concede the most amount of goals in Premier League history, which is which is pretty crazy, really. Um, and obviously, in in attack, things have started to dry up as well. Obviously, Mitrovic had a, a pretty good run, but now he's he, he he's not really able to find the back of the net at the moment. So, so yeah, I think there's there's quite a bit for uh, for, for Ranieri to fix in uh, in a short amount of time. Yeah, so, I mean, you mentioned Mitrovic. He's definitely like an FPL asset a lot of people have had in and out under Yukanovic. But so I, we could just get into Ranieri. I mean, you know, we all know his famous 4-4-2 with Vards and Marty for the Leicester title winning season. But, you know, the personnel for a 4-4-2 with you guys looks a little bit suspect. And we know Ranieri likes a 4-2-3-1 as well. What are you, uh, what are you thinking formation-wise he's going to bring in? 
Yeah, I think we're we're all expecting the four two three one. Obviously, okay. the the four four two works really well at Leicester, but but like you said, it doesn't really feel like we got the players for that. Um, Mitrovic is our, our only real pure striking option. Uh, Vieto's done done some pretty good stuff from out wide, and he's played striker before, but. Uh, he, he definitely he doesn't feel like a, a striking partner for Mitrovic and Abu Kamara, who's probably our other other option, looks way off the pace from a Premier League uh, quality. He's uh, yeah, he just runs out of a thousand absolute fucking maniac. He's 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 quite fun to watch at times. Um, but he's just mental, and he's he did it in the in the championship, and he's doing it again in the Premier League. And when you're when you're winning and, and flying high, it's funny. But when you're at the bottom of the table and conceding goals left, right, and centre, it's just a he's just a massive pain in the ass to having the team. So uh, yeah, yeah. so yeah, don't we don't really have the strikers, and then our, our main midfield options probably kind of Seri and Kearney. I don't really see them playing in midfield too. They're not defensive enough. Okay. You probably need to, a CDM in there as well. So I think something along the lines of four three three or four two three one is probably what we're going to end up playing. All right. I mean, definitely Mitro is the target man, central forward. But in terms of the three behind or the wingers, what's going on with Sessegnon? Because he was a name that was on the tip of tongues coming into the season and. Jokanovic is playing him at left back and fucking him around all season. Are you expecting him to just come into like the left wing spot and behind Mitrovic or what, what do you think of him for moving forward? Yes. Yeah, so, so we've always said, and um, this is for the last two years before, before getting into the Premier League, that Sess's best spot is at left wing. He's, He's a great he's a great forward. He's he's not like your your classic winger in dribbling and putting crosses in. He he acts more as like an inside forward, so he'll kind of pop up at the right time and he's almost like a poacher in some ways. Um so he's a really he's a really great option to have at the left, uh, at the left kind of left forward position. Um with injury issues, so Joe Bryan, who's our main left back, has been injured a fair bit this season. And we just don't have any other options really other than Sessignon who can play there. Okay. I think he's done a he's done a pretty good job to be honest, considering he's 17 year, years old, playing against some of the uh, the best wings in the world. He's actually done a, a pretty good job at left back, but we're not seeing that attacking output, which we were all hoping he would. Um, I think at the moment he's lacking a bit of confidence. I think when you're in the championship, you get lots of chances, lots of shots on goal. You can build a bit of momentum and, uh, you know, really build some confidence, which we saw last season. And because he's moving from left wing to left back and kind of rotating a lot pretty much every game, you know he's he's not getting those runner games in the in the right position for him, um, and he's not building up that confidence. And we saw against, uh, for instance, against Liverpool, had a really good opportunity, which last season no doubt he would have put away, but yeah, exactly. because he, yeah, but because he just hasn't had that many opportunities to to put the ball away. We're seeing a little bit of nerves, and I think that's that's part of the reason why uh, why he's struggling to put the ball in the back of the net. I, yeah, think I mean, if, that's uh, a big ask to, for a teenager to learn a new position in the prem. Like that's that's tough. Yeah, spot you put in right. Abso- absolutely, he's he's a really talented guy, and I think we, we all agree he's got he's got the right temperament. He's 
he's a hardworking guy. He's not one of those kind of young players who who thinks he's you know top of the world and and doesn't try hard. He really does. So I think he's he's got all the markings to be a, a really great Premier League player. But I think we need to um, we need to give him a bit of time and a bit of patience in his right position. And I'm sure we'll see the uh, see the goals start coming. So I mean, we know Joe Bryan. He's played like three games all season and he's been dead with leg injury, lower body, hamstring injuries. It's been kind of a needs must from what I'm hearing from you, putting Sess at left back. Is, is Brian going to be back after the break or, or is, is it still going to be, uh, are you still going to be short there at that position? So I think Brian should be back. Um, okay. There was a, an article on the website. He's back in training. Okay. Um, so he should be, we're expecting him to be back available. Um, obviously depends with a, with a brand new manager, if Ranieri likes him or not, but uh, I expect if he's uh, if he's fit, he's probably going to be the one that plays at left back. I mean, do you even have another left back on the on the roster? Um, the only other option we've been playing around with um, is Maxime Lamarchand. Um, okay. So came from uh, from France in summer. Um, we we really like him on on the pod. He's one of our favourite defenders. And he's really young, sends- right? Uh, no, he's he's no? he's more more experienced actually. I think kind of okay, okay. Uh, late twenties, twenty seven ish. So he's he's one of our. He's a really good. He's a really good centre back, but he's clearly, you know, one of those players who can sort of play at left back. It's not his strongest position. So a few times he's been fielded there to try and move Sess up. But so in, in really terms of the, uh, sorry, go ahead, George. Yeah, no, we just really don't have a proper backup for for Brian, and when obviously when he's injured, we're we're lacking options to uh, to bring in in this place. Yeah, that was that was good spending like the most money of any team in the world and not buying backup left back cover. Okay, all right, management. Yep, yep absolutely. <laughs> so and in we... terms of the back four, kind of what do you? I mean, Mawson's kind of not settled in, and what, what are you looking at there? Is Chambo going to be in there? Adoy at, at right back? What are you expecting from Ranieri at the back four? So, so your guess is as good as mine here. Really. <laughs> okay. Uh, honestly, we don't have a clue what's going on. We've played with Slavisa. We played, uh, I think, pretty much every combination of about yeah. five centre backs of different pairings. <laughs> and it's been uh, every week we try a different one. They play horrendously badly, ship three or four goals, and the next week it's a brand new two in there. I mean, so it's, it's such a mad thing because especially with the center back pairing, but just the back four, the more you chop and change it, obviously they're going to be shipping goals, right? Like you need stability. You need to build on something. I mean, isn't it a mad, I mean, isn't that, I mean, it's your Canada got fired, but how, as a fan, I mean, how frustrating is that when you see a different back four every day, every, every week? Yeah. I mean, we, we call it slab bingo. So, uh, <laughs> so every, uh, every time he releases the team sheet, we, we take a look and say, Oh God, what has he done this week? Um, yeah, it's something we've been calling for ages, just a bit of stability. And I mean, you're going to get that with Ranieri for sure. Hopefully. And I think yeah. what we're all crying out for, I don't think at this point we're, we're probably past caring who the defenders are, just pick two of them and keep playing them. Sure. I think that's that's really what we're looking out for here. Um, okay. If I if I had to go for two, I'd go for more, uh, Alfie Mawson and Lamarchand. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they're probably the two that stand out for me. However, any any of them, just pick two and keep them for God's sake. Stop stop <laughs> chopping and changing. Just pick two. Just consistency for once. Okay, I hear that's, you. That's all, um, that's all we that's all we want. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna get watched. Bob, Bob Huth out of retirement straight in. Uh, no, no, please no. <laughs> Don't need any more centre backs. We got plenty. <laughs> yeah, Chambers. I've I've never rated personally. Seeing him, he always just seems a liability. 
Yeah, it's it's really interesting because uh, speaking to a few Arsenal fans when we signed him, they're all saying that they expected him to break into their first eleven this year. Um, obviously, holdings done pretty well for them, but they expected Chambers to to kind of play that role. Um, wow, so we yeah, we all I, had I really, yeah. Well, we all had really high hopes, and he's been he's been a bit bit of a disappointment, really. Um, yeah. Quite a quite a lot of mistakes. Yeah. I think against Cardiff in our pretty disastrous 4-2 loss, he was played out at right back, which he really struggled with, um, especially against a, a Cardiff attack, which is pretty poor. Let's let's face it, he he really struggled there. Um, he did move into like a CDM role against Liverpool. Um, yeah, he's played there before. Yeah, so maybe maybe that kind of more limited almost like an anchorman role in CDM is would be a good option for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely one we've been a, a little bit frustrated with because we expected big things and he's, uh, yeah, maybe maybe not done as well as we hoped. All right. So, I mean, defense, I guess it's a wait and see, especially from an FPL standpoint. A lot of cheap defenders, and we know what Ranieri can, I mean, he makes Danny Simpson look like a capable right back. I'm sure he'll turn some of these guys around and uh, clean sheets will start coming. But for now, you think yeah. just give it a couple weeks, see who settles in, see who he's preferring and... Go from there. Yeah, I'd, it, it feels like one that it doesn't feel like I could recommend any Fulham defenders at this point from a, okay. from a fantasy side. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he does with the fullbacks. Um, obviously, at Leicester, they they played kind of slightly more reserved fullbacks. So Danny Simpson and um, um, who's the left back? Fuchs. Fuchs. Yep. They played a bit more, a bit more defensively and uh, attacked a bit less. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if he tries to do a similar thing with uh, with our with our fullbacks. Sort of Christie and Brian normally are, are kind of quite flying fullbacks and like to get up. So it'd be interesting to see if they, um, you know, if if he stops them doing that a bit, which might, you know, might reduce their assists and, and yeah. So. I, mean, I remember him always. Fuchs was always kind of bombing forward, and Simpson was maybe a little more reserved. Maybe he'll kind of pick one and overload or something like that. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. So Moving to the attack. Uh, so if we're talking about four two three one here, what are you looking at at the number 10? I know a lot of people are excited about Tom Kearney and he's had a bit of injuries and he's got that big hair going on. But what do you do you think he might be that number 10 option? I think he's he's the main man for number 10. I think that's we all like him in that position up there. He's he's an incredible playmaker. Um, he for for a couple of years in the championship, he he ran the team and yep. um, everything went through him. He was the focal point. Um, through throughout the championship, he kind of dropped a bit deeper and dropped a bit deeper and almost played at that kind of like a quarterback role, I guess you could call it. Um, but we we'd really like to see him push forward a bit more and influence the game up top. So I think if if we were to go to, for a forty three one, I think he's probably the uh, the key man in the number ten position. I guess the issue there becomes uh, becomes Jean Michel Seri, who's clearly a really talented player, but. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 challenge is where he might fit in this new system. So it'll be really interesting to see what uh, what Claudio does. Do you think Sari could sit in a two in front of the in front of the defense, or he's just too marauding? He's too he's too forward thinking. He's uh, I think he needs a a really defensive guy next to him who could pick up a bit of the slack. Um, I think he's he's okay defensively, Sari, but that's clearly not his role. He's He's really not physical at all. He's he's absolutely a tiny player. Um yeah. but but he's 
he's so so good on the ball and keeps us ticking over and some of his assists so far have been really great to see so I think we'd all really like him to play however it might be in the short term we sacrifice a bit of his creativity and put a few more defensive players in just to try and shore up the defence and protect them a bit more and try and get that first clean sheet he's so much quality to bench him you know yeah, he's a, yeah. he's a good option to have. It's, it's crazy how a, a promoted team was spent £100 million and bringing in these players who were meant to uh, meant to sign for Barcelona a year ago. Um, so, yeah, it's some really, really good quality. I think it's just we need to we need to find a system to fit it all in, and that's what uh, Slavista just wasn't able to do. Yeah, it was kind of always a square square pegs with round holes with, with, with him, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it does it does feel a bit, obviously he's playing with, with a few championship players and I do think he's a Champions League quality player. So it, it, maybe it's a little bit more difficult for him to really fit in when the players around him aren't necessarily on the, on the same wavelength. So I do think we need to give him a bit of time, but yeah. it'll be really interesting to see what, what Ranieri does with him. Yeah, I agree. Um, tell me about Charlotte. He's always kind of a, a mad player to evaluate. He, he kind of comes in and out of games. Sometimes he's invisible for 70 and then he pops up with a worldie. Do you guys like yeah. him? Or do you like what you've seen out of him? Or? I think we, we had high hopes. Um, yeah. Obviously, as a World Cup winner, um, played in with some of the, the biggest teams, obviously Chelsea and uh, Wolfsburg and Dortmund. So really good pedigree there. We're expecting a lot. I think a, I think he's one of those players when the team's playing really well, he's a joy to have because he, he can create some great chances and his uh, lots of shots on goal. I think he's one of the, you know, his, his shooting output is is really high. However, in the position we're in at the moment, I think we're all getting pretty frustrated with him. He's shooting a lot from deep. If you look yep. at his shot map and where he's shooting oh. from, it's yeah, it's all it. from it's all from deep. And you know, yeah, he's he scored a couple of worldies, and I think he's won uh, won the last two goal of the month, which is pretty cool. Um, but they still count still count for one goal though. Still the same as the exactly. <laughs> exactly. They don't count anymore. And for every two he scores, he misses about fifty. So uh he's he's a really frustrating one to have. Um if if I was Claudio and I had to choose between him and Luciano Vieto, who's potentially the the other option maybe on the other wing to Sessignon, um I think Vieto potentially offers a bit more, especially creativity wise. You know, Vieto's put a, put a few assists in, um, and I think if we could give him a, a continued run of games, I think Vieto would probably add more to the team than Scherler at this point. So you think that's a shout that Vieto could take Scherler's spot and Scherler could drop to the bench potentially? Yeah, I mean, okay. like I said earlier, it's it's hard to guess what what Claudio is going to want to do, and uh, maybe he wants a, a bit more of a defensive option there. So, um, so which which might suit Scherler. You know, Scherler's yeah. defensive output is pretty good. He does put a shift in, and he does drop back to help out. So, it might be the case that Claudio prefers that. Um, however, if if it was me taking over the Fulham spot, I'd uh, I'd probably go for Vieto. But uh, at this point, it's obviously really hard to tell with yeah. the new manager who's going to come in. Yeah, I mean, Stroll is just so frustrating because, like you mentioned, I mean, every every goal he scores, it's like 2-3 off target. It's just a turnover. You finally get into the final third and you got your guys up there and he just blasts some shit into Rosette and then it's a disaster. You know, you have to start over. Yeah, it's, it's so frustrating. It's so yeah. frustrating, uh, especially when, you know, uh, yeah, when we're shipping goals to the other end and as soon as we do get the ball up the up the top, he'll shoot from <laughs> kind of 30 yards out and it'll go flying over and you're just like, oh, 
come on, yeah. just just pass it, just pass yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get so a higher percentage. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's a it's a really frustrating one. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm just you know hearing you talk about the personnel you guys have, and just keep thinking back to kind of the four four two that Ranieri played at Leicester, and you know they would hit on the counter. You know, obviously Mars and Vardy are very integral, but. I mean, is there is there a shout for the four four two? I know you're mentioning maybe defensively, it's going to be that you don't have a Conte type player who can play, you know, the part of two men in, as in one body in midfield. But yeah. maybe Sess or Vieto could play up top. I mean, you you do have, other than Mitrovic, who's more of could be more of like an Okazaki type hold upy type guy. But you do mm. have some pace. You do have some pace up top. Do, do you think that's a possibility, or you're just you guys are just like no? I think uh, I think if we were to do that, Sess. I think Sess would end up being the focal point. He's he's really quick and yeah. uh, obviously he's a, a very different player to Vardy, but there's some definite similarities there. And from a, you know, his his attacking positioning is really good. He knows where to position himself. He is quick. He can he can be direct. So um, it might be interesting to see some kind of combination with maybe Mitro with with Sess off him. Yeah, um, yeah, because he can run him behind. He's so fast. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it gives us a couple of different options. Mitro's really turned into that that target man this year. Um, with he's had a lot of kind of long balls booted up to him recently, which we've we've maybe not liked as much. But he's he's a, he's a really strong target man. So you know the the physicality of, of Mitrovic and the uh, I guess the speed and um, kind of you know poaching ability of Cess might be a really interesting mm-hmm. combination up front um yeah. well yeah it's not it's not something we've played that much and I think it's going to be interesting whether Ranieri changes our style a lot from something that was very you know slow build up lots of passes slowly try and uh find space to move the ball into if he if Claudio does want to go to more of a a counter-attacking play, it's, it's going to take a while. There's going to be a transition yeah. there. So it'll be interesting to see whether he tries to do that straight away or maybe like he did at Leicester, try and really, you know, keep things going as they were um, and not try and change too much. So it's going to be a really interesting one. Yeah, the managerial second did it, in fairness, come at a good time. You got the two weeks, right? So, I mean, he'll be able to work on things a little bit longer than just coming in, you know, on a, a Monday, have a couple of training, but ground sessions, and then you have a game straight off the way, straight away at the weekend, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I think we we all agreed that I I don't think all Fulham fans agree that it was the right move to make. Um, but it does. I think we've all agreed that if we were to do it at a point, this would be the time. I think the last time we um were in the Premier League with Martin Yol, uh, you know, he he should have been sacked a lot earlier. And yeah. then we bought in a new manager and then sacked him straight after the transfer window, which is absolutely mental. And bought in Felix Magath, who was just <laughs> One of the worst managers we've we've ever had. Just um, wanting to rub rub cheese on everyone every day. Ah, uh, the the cheese rubbing, the uh, oh, yeah. the bizarre training sessions. Uh, so many stories have have come out of that which have been absolutely crazy. So that was great. I, think, I forgot about that storyline. That was yeah. No, it's uh, it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think we're all glad we're. Uh, yeah, those those days are in the past. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. Probably probably the least. Um, uh, you know, the least favourite manager we've ever had from the film side. So uh, they should have hired you instead. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I think anyone could have done better than Felix Magath, to be honest. Um, um, but but yeah, no. This this feels like the right time for Ranieri. Give him some yeah. time. Give him the transfer window, and yeah, we've we've got the quality. I think we're we're all. 
hopeful that we should have enough just to uh, stay up the season. Yeah, and I mean, you know, on paper, Fulham were not really shouted for relegation preseason. I mean, you guys bought a lot. You have good quality. So, I mean, Ranieri, you know, came in after finishing ninth with Nantes in, uh, in Ligue 1 last season, but got got into a little bit of it altercation and issues with the with ownership so that was a little bit sketchy are you are you guys worried about that at all or do you think it's gonna because you know your transfer policy i don't know how much you have to spend in the in january maybe you can shed some light on that but do you think that's going to be a problem i mean in the medium to long term if you want to have them for a few seasons yes so so it's an interesting one our our recruitment uh system is well it it was something you always had issues with so we've got our own recruitment system which is heavily based on data. So, um, done a lot of a lot of work recently on data analysis, and each player that comes in has to kind of what we call uh, both boxes ticked. So, the scouting team have to sign off on him, the data team have to sign off on him, um, and I think that that caused a lot of issues because there were certain players which Slavisa wanted, which the data team would go and say for whatever reason they're not happy signing him so there was there was always a fair bit of friction between Slavisa and the recruitment team um it's interesting on the on the website when Ranieri came in there was a, a specific line saying that the same recruitment um system will keep so there'll still be the central recruitment team so Ranieri's not necessarily in charge of all the players we bring in so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see if if Ranieri's happy with that you know, if if we're still in trouble come the tra- January transfer window, and Ranieri's really sure on the kind of player we need, and the data team may disagree with that, it's going to be really interesting to see. You know, who wins that battle? So, um, so I don't know. I'm at the moment. I'm I'm. I think we're all kind of focusing a bit on the short term here. So let's just stay up this season and then see see what position we're in. We're in next season. Um, obviously, with with someone like Ranieri, even doing as well as he did at Leicester, did an incredible job there. He, he was only at Leicester for a year and a half. He was only at Nantes for a, for a year. Um, the jobs he was at previously were, you know, just over a year as well. So I don't think anyone's necessarily expecting Ranieri to be at Fulham for years to come. But in the short term, hopefully he's the right man to, to kind of stabilise stabilize us a bit. So he's basically the Italian Sam Allardiccio. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, in in some ways, maybe I, I don't see him necessarily playing the same, uh, you know, hoof long Not, ball yeah. that, that Allardyce likes to play. But there, there's, you know, hopefully the the good points of Big Sam of stabilising the ship, you know, uh, the, the, the defensive stability. Yeah, exactly, and and coming in at the right time to um, make sure the players are concentrating on the right things in a in a bit of a relegation dogfight. So. So yeah, maybe the uh, the Italian Big Sam, maybe. So I mean, looking at the schedule, you guys have some really favorable home games until January. Do you think? I mean, you're sat on five points, haven't won a game in dogs years. Are you? Uh, yeah. Are you feeling good? You think you guys are going to come out of this? So we we in in the last few weeks we had a few. Well, we had a few games which we expected we'd do well. So Cardiff away, Huddersfield away, and we're all. We're all kind of banking on those to be our, you know, our get out of jail free cards to try and move up the table. And like you've seen, we've we've struggled four two loss against Cardiff, which was uh, which was yeah, that poor. Game was, and then that, that game wasn't insane. Uh, yeah, I mean that it was may, maybe more interesting as a neutral, but the the Huddersfield one was 
was terrible, just really dour, insipid performance. If if we were still playing now, I don't think we would have scored a goal. Huddersfield, they always bring, they drag everyone down to their shit-ass level every week. It's it's, it's horrible to watch, horrible spectacle. It, It is, but... But it's working for them, and they've they've got more points than us. So, yeah, you you might not like their style of football, but they yeah. they got more points than us. So I don't think you know I don't think we can. Uh, well, certainly I can't uh, have have too uh, too many bad words about them. Yeah, it's it's working uh, for them, as they said in nineteenth. You guys can take the same bus down to the championship together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, some of the uh, some of the games coming up, I think Southampton's going to be a, a really interesting one. Yeah, obviously, um, they're they're really struggling as well mark hughes is uh, uh yeah i i'm not a, not a fan of their style of football and what they're yeah. doing over there which is a real shame uh, a few years ago they were one of the the shining lights in english football great pipeline of players coming in great managers coming in and it's all sorts of slowly gone downhill yeah. so i mean it's I liverpool's was- feeder club so what can you expect <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, I know, but uh, but they always they always seem to have this good pipeline of of people coming in. You know, they'd sell their players, but they've still got three or four more good ones in the reserves, and it looks like they've really lost that. So, uh, so it's a, it feels like a good time to play them. I think yeah. it's going to be a really huge one, and then there's a couple couple coming up: Leicester at home, um, and a few more coming up. Which obviously there's no there's no easy games in the in the Premier League, but if there were any games you'd you'd probably pick to have. There's a few of them coming up. So hopefully we get that new manager bounce and uh, we can take some, finally uh, build a build a couple of clean sheets and maybe sneak a couple of wins in those games coming up. Yeah, man, new manager bounce in, that is a thing. I'm, uh, I'm going to be pulling for you, dude. So I think that's all I wanted to cover. Is there anything else we didn't touch on that you wanted to kind of <laughs> shed light on or are you feeling feeling good about the topics? Everything's everything's good? Yeah, no, I, I think we've, we've covered most of the bits. I think, like we said, it's... Uh, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what Ranieri does. It's it's kind of hard to predict. So you know, it'd be it'd be great at this point if I could, uh, you know, maybe um, uh, maybe recommend some Fulham players to bring in. But at this point, it's it's one of those. You know, as a as a fantasy player, you'd probably just wait and watch and see to see what uh, Ranieri does. Um, I think if there was there was one player who who might be worth maybe being on the watch list is Mitrovic. Obviously, he's had a had a, a pretty good spell earlier in the season, so it'd be it'd be interesting to see if Ranieri can get him firing again. But at the moment, it's probably one of those just wait and see and see how we do in the in the first few weeks with Ranieri. All right, George. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Really enjoyed the chat. That was really sweet. Um, where can you be found on social media? You want to plug plug your life away? Yeah, time time for the plug, right? So, yeah. um, so I'm a part of uh, of Fulhamish, which is um, essentially we've got a got a podcast, um, got a, a website, blog, and also we're we're doing some bits on YouTube as well. So, um, main main piece if on your favourite podcast provider, um, just search for Fulhamish. We'll be on there. Uh, Fulhamish.co.uk for the website, and then if you if you want to watch some of our videos, we've got uh, we've got fan cams, we've got um, uh, me me and some other guys do a stat show where we look at some of the Fulham numbers and see how things are going, which just dropped earlier this week. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, then uh, search on YouTube for Fulham Mission. We'll be on there. All right. What about? Are you on Twitter? Uh, yep, I'm on Twitter. Um, singer underscore FFC. Um, we'll do some. Uh, we'll probably do some retweets or something. So I'll hopefully be on there um, and at, uh, at Fulhamish Pod for the uh, for the main podcast account as well. 
All right, George. Thanks a lot. Take care. Thanks. Cheers, Adam. Bye.